Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. The Mint Museum uptown in Charlotte is currently hosting an exhibition called American Made Paintings and Sculpture from the Demel Jacobson Collection. The collection features more than 100 paintings and sculptures from the Thomas H. and Diane Demel Jacobson PhD Foundation, and it surveys more than two centuries of American art. This exhibition at the Mint is the first time a comprehensive selection of works from the collection have been shown together, and it will travel to other museums in the country after it leaves here. Here to talk with us about the collection is Dr. Diane DeMel Jacobson, who is the person uh, who has acquired all of this wonderful art. In addition to being a collector and a champion of art, Dr. Jacobson is a business executive as well as an international affairs scholar. And we're so happy that she has a little, little time to talk to us today. So welcome. Thank you. Well, Dr. Jacobson, can we just start uh, with the question of why you have created this collection, why it was important to you to do that? American art and the collection itself really traces the history of our country. And yet many people do not know that we have such a rich artistic cultural heritage. When I was in school, you know, we learned about the European paintings and uh, paintings from other parts of the world, but American art was never really stressed. And I was really fortunate as a youngster that my mother would take me to the Metropolitan Museum of Art on a day off from school. And I got to sit there in the galleries and I looked at the portraits of famous people and I then looked at the landscapes. And each time we went to the Met, it kind of took me to a new place. I, I was just filled and invigorated. And I said, this is something that every youngster should have an opportunity to see and to learn about. So that became a mission for me to put together a representative collection of American art. Now we have 400 works of art altogether in the collection. And it's comprised of about 270 paintings and sculpture. It also has deck arts and uh, it has a fabulous chair collection. Someday I'll tell you about the chair collection, but it too is coming to the Mint and it's gonna be shown in the fall of 2023. And oh. it speaks volumes about American ingenuity and craftsmanship and how they came about. It's exciting and I hope everybody, everybody in Charlotte comes to see this ex exhibition. I'm glad to hear the chairs are coming. I did see a little bit of a talk that you gave online about about the chairs, and it's so interesting. So you've got art that starts, how, how early do we go back? It's about 200 years ago. Is, is it Revolutionary War period or? It does, it does start early, and uh, you will see when you enter the gallery that it starts with portraits. There were no cameras. So how did you know what someone looked at? How would you be able to record important events, births of children, weddings, you know? Uh, you did it with portraits. And yes, there's a pretty heavy emphasis in the collection on portraits. There's a portrait of George Washington in the collection, as well as a portrait of his wife. When you go to museums around the country, you'll see a portrait of George because a lot of people wanted to have a portrait of our first president. But very rarely do you see a portrait of his wife, Martha. We are so lucky to have 
both of them in this exhibition and in the collection. This exhibition shows that uh, we have a number of women artists, we have people of color, we have uh, Asian Americans, and in the broader collection, that is not on display yet and someday will be, uh, we have indigenous art. So one of the things that was important to me, and maybe partially because I'm a woman, I wanted to see the full breadth and depth of the people in our country represented in the collection. And there are also a number of genres in the painting. So in the collection, it's not just portraits, it's still life paintings, which I just adore because every still life painting has a little hidden message. It's kind of fun to challenge people to find the hidden message. But also we have beautiful seascapes. We have a painting of Niagara Falls. We have beautiful landscapes. You really can see so much of America through these paintings and, and the sculptures. And then you see history. Uh, you know, you'll see a sculpture of Nathan Hale. Uh, you'll see a sculpture of a Puritan. You really get a sense of what was happening when Minuteman was made into a sculpture. Uh, there's, and oh, there's, there, there's also uh, a sculpture, not necessarily shown, but in the collection of Abraham Lincoln. And he's sitting on a bench and you'll see it in the catalog. The catalog is wonderful. Um, and he's sitting on a bench and he looks so tired. And every time I look at that, I think that man had the weight of the country on his shoulder and look how he managed to work his way through it. So one of the reasons in answer to the original question is I wanted to be able to show a little bit of the history of America through the art and have people learn about our rich, rich artistic and cultural heritage. Is there any sort of unifying characteristic of American art or, you know, that makes it American, that distinguishes it from being European? Or are the styles that you find in our American art pretty similar to what you would find um, across the ocean? That's a very good question. And it's a question that people have labored over uh, many, many times. All art is informed by the art that has preceded it. But I find it kind of uniquely American. And maybe because I'm a little bit biased and very proud of our country, um, but it, it has messages. And not only the kinds of things that you and I were talking about in terms of our beautiful scenery and how did you capture it? Uh, well, you captured it in paintings. And that's why you see the West and you see Niagara Falls and you see beautiful rivers, you see Maine, and those are uniquely American sites. But then in addition to the more traditional genres of art, you see things that talk about some of the challenges we had. There's a painting that I would encourage everyone to go look at very carefully and try to figure out what's really going on in this painting. The title is Counterfeit Note by Daniel Huntington. And at a time, uh, we had some currency problems and people were passing off counterfeit notes. And, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience to be able to look at this painting and say, why was it a problem in our country before we had a stable currency? 
So you learn a little bit about the history. So a lot of people talk about American modernism and there's a whole group of paintings that are modernist paintings. It's something that was a forerunner for abstract expressionism. And you'll see paintings in the exhibition that are abstract expressionist paintings. And many people credit abstract expressionism to America. You mentioned earlier that you have, um, you've been very intentional about including works by women and artists of color. A couple of things come to mind. One is, um, are these people represented throughout the 200 years? Or is it more recently that their art has been available to us? How do you find it? You are correct in that uh, some of it was more recent, but not the indigenous art. Uh, you know, the indigenous art uh, it goes right, right to our very beginning. And we're finding more and more examples of women artists that had not been represented in collections before this, but they were really good. I mean, they're really fine, fine artists. So we work hard to try to make sure that we have these women represented. And you'll see a painting by Molly Luce in a barn raising. And, you know, people didn't know about her before, but now they're going to know about her when they come to the exhibit. You know, right. and that's the case for many of the women artists. Uh, sometimes I go out a little bit on a limb because I don't want this collection to be a cookie cutter collection. I don't want it to be what you see in every, every other collection in every museum. I want to people see the full depth and breadth of what makes American art. And I, I want people to see themselves, images of themselves. And I'll tell you a personal story. I have an adorable, lovely niece who was adopted from Korea. And um, I remember when I took her when she was maybe seven years old to museums. And she said to me one day, why don't any of these people look like me? And she was looking at all the portraits. And I thought, you know, there aren't too many paintings of people who are Asian American. So when you come to the museum, look at the Robert Henry painting of Chow Choi. Yeah, that's a great and painting. It's a great painting. The palette he chose for it is just stunning with the blues and the yellows. You know, think of the fact that people come to the museums and when they see portraits, they'd like to see people that look like them so that they really feel totally included. And, and that's one of my goals. And several people commented when I went for the openings, they commented on the fact that they could see themselves. So hopefully when the people of Charlotte and the surrounding communities come to the museum, they'll know we really tried hard to be representative. I would think that including those works, um, that sets American art apart, right? The multiculturalism here. Um, and as a collection, I would think maybe what you have could be more varied than what you would find if you go to another country and, and see survey their art. I may be making that up, but, you know, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder, too. I, I, I do enjoy going to museums all over the world and ever since my mom took me. So if you take children, your grandchildren, uh, you give them a gift for the rest of their lives. And it's really, it's just wonderful because 
the paintings, no matter what's going on in your life, you look at a painting and you get absorbed and all the problems of the world seem to go away. Is there a, a, an artist of color that you could tell us about that we may not have heard of before that's uh, represented in this collection? Uh, well, um, Alan Crite is an artist of color and um, I love the painting that, uh, we have several paintings of artists by, of color, but the Alan Crite painting has children all playing in a park and they've got a box car and they're, they're just having a great time. I love to see paintings with children and I like to see paintings of children of color, but also I, I you know, I think it's important not to feel like you have to, every black artist has to show a black person in the, in the painting. There's a painting of uh, sunflowers by Charles Ethan Porter, and they're just gorgeous. And the perspective that he has, it's a tall vertical painting of sunflowers. So while it may not have an African-American image in it, it is by an African-American or a black artist. And, and when, when you come, People will look and they'll say, wow, you know, look at this painting. And I, I think that, and, and the Mint has a program for children where they're doing paper cutouts of the uh, beautiful, beautiful paint, uh, flowers that they see in the paintings, which is kind of fun. Are you still collecting? Are you oh, still yes. <laughs> it's maybe a disease. <laughs> so, but uh, it's by no means, the collection is no means finished. Now, when you see the catalog, uh, the catalog is stunning and it got a great review. The name of the catalog, of course, is American Made Paintings and Sculpture from the Jacobson Collection. And it uh, is being sold in the gift shop. So you can get a copy there or you can go to the online uh, for, the, for the Mint and you can order a copy. And then, and if you mention that it's a friend of Diane, you get free shipping. So uh, oh. it's, it's a stunning, stunning catalog. So how do these works come to your attention? I'm sure you're very proactive about it, but. Uh... Yes. At this point, everybody knows that I'm trying to build a collection of American art for a museum. It's not like I'm building things for my personal enjoyment. It's for a museum. Since that's the case, I think people have a heightened level of interest in trying to make this important and that, that the great works of art are brought to my attention. So I'm blessed because I have a huge network of people who are working on behalf of this collection. And they let me know if a painting is coming up at auction, they'll tell me about it in advance. If a painting is coming at a dealer, they will tell me, you know, no matter what the circumstance, I get notified. However, I also use all the online tools. It is a full-time job to try to find the masterpieces. And then even when you find them, you have to do conservation work. So I have a team of conservators all over the country. You have to go and find the right period frame. The frames are as much of an art form, I think, as the paintings. And that's been overlooked. And one of the things, in fact, I was tickled, you know, President George Bush came to see the exhibit at the Mint. And he wrote, really? yeah, yeah, he came. Uh, he's an artist. And he's yeah. a very good artist. And he, he paints portraits. 
And then at the end of the exhibit, we have a little space for people to write comments about the exhibition. And he commented on how great the exhibition was, but also how impressed he was with the frames and how the frames enhance and complement the work of art. Most of us never think about that. No. I mean, we would notice if it was wrong or if it wasn't there. Right. But, you know, when it works, you don't really think about it. But I'm sure you've had to probably had have frames made, right, specifically for things? Very occasionally. Yes, as a matter of fact, um, I mentioned George and Martha Washington. I bought the George Washington painting first, and it had its original frame, which was absolutely perfect and lovely, naturally. And the artist Rembrandt Peel did many versions of that painting because America wanted the first president of the United States, and they were putting in orders for a George Washington painting. But as I said earlier, there were very many of Martha. And I was very lucky that Martha came up and I wanted them to be shown as a pair. But the frame on Martha was not very good. So I did go to one of the best frame makers and they replicated the frame for me. And now when you come to the museum, you will see George and Martha happily married on the wall in matching frames. Is there anything else that you'd like people to know about this um, exhibit, exhibition, before we wrap up? I would encourage them to go through the exhibition and see how the styles of painting change over time and look at the exhibition in terms of maybe categories, how we start off with portraits and how we moved over to landscapes and how we then went to seascapes and how paintings over time became simplified. Now, we went through an impressionist time frame and you had beautiful pastel colors and little dots of paint, but then they started stripping away and stripping away and stripping away more and more as we went to modernism you can almost trace the history of the country as we change styles. You can spot when the country went through the Great Depression. During the Great Depression, we had a movement, the Works Administration, we, the artists had to be supported. So it was during the WPA and they stressed paintings that maybe were more industrial looking. And then as you get to modernism, you'll see forms that are more geometric and how paintings are simplified and how it became streamlined and bold colors. And and then when you get even further along, you get to pure abstraction. You'll see the art movements that occurred in our country through the paintings that are on display. And I think it's exciting. And then when you go, bring your cell phone because there's a link, uh, there's a QR code on the paintings and you can hear from a curator tell you about that painting. And then once you put the QR code on your cell phone, every time I add another one of those videos and I'm in the process of trying to do videos on all of them, you will get to hear a real professional talk about that particular painting and they're terrific. 
Well, that's great. And thank you uh, so much. It's, it sounds like such a great opportunity to, um, to really just learn and enjoy. So thank I you. For everybody comes, they bring their children, they bring their grandchildren, and you share the joy of American art. I've been talking to Dr. Diane DeMel Jacobson, who has put together a wonderful collection of American art that is on display, or some of it is on display at the Mint Museum Uptown in Charlotte. It's called American Made Paintings and Sculpture from the DeMel Jacobson Collection. It features more than 100 paintings and sculptures from that collection. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Dr. Uh, Jacobson. And thank you for devoting yourself to American art. For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.